Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. It's not a competition, so... I'm not making it a competition, dude. Well, it just feels like it. So how about you buzz off? <laughs> I'm gonna come through the screen and fight you. <laughs> I, I just adopt, like, the language of, like, a elementary school bully. <laughs> like, that's just my new brand now. <laughs> One of my favorite things that I saw on TikTok, it was this guy pretending to be two different people, and he was like, give me your lunch money. And then he was like, oh, dude, I get free lunch. Uh, the application's available until October 16th, dude. I'll show you where it is. It's really good. I was like, dude, I know that feel. Yeah. Underrepresented. For real. Yeah. It's like, I don't fucking have any cash on me, dude. <laughs> Sorry, man. My man. Sorry, buddy. You think I'm out here buying lunch? At school? <laughs> there was so much of my time before the school year started where I used to like memorize and putting my fucking like lunch code number in so that I could oh go as fast as possible in the lunch line because I didn't want to hold any this fucking speed run yeah lunch. I didn't want to hold people up when I like inputted it into the little fucking code thingy a real hero anxiety is so real yeah and pervasive <laughs> yeah it was that, and then, like, trying to memorize how to do my locker combination in middle oh school. Oh, my God. Yeah. I could never. Like, I always I always had just, like, the little sticky thing that was on the back that showed you exactly how to do it. I yep. had to look at that every time I opened up my locker. I would never, I would never get the muscle memory for it. I had to, like, look at it, do it exactly as I did it. I understand like, a lot of people in high school were like, oh, yeah, I don't use my locker. It's, like, all the way across the school. Or I don't I don't ever use it because I don't have stuff to put in there. And it's like, you can just be honest and say you don't know how to use a locker. It's okay. You can't open a locker. And that's fine. You're a human being. It's okay. It, it's really hard to do. I understand. <laughs> you know how many times in my life I had to, like, break open my lock with, like, industrial <laughs> methods? More than zero. <laughs> yeah, it's not zero. I'll tell you that for sure. It's not zero. That's why I hate those, like, breakout <laughs> boxes and shit. Like, oh, yeah. And escape rooms. Like, if yeah, it's... absolutely not. No. Uh, for so many reasons. Like, don't put me, my life between... Uh, even just thinking about it right now, like, my heart is starting to race. Like, I just, I cannot complete a sentence because the idea between, like, my regular life and a locked door, like, I will go saw on this bitch. Like, I will kill someone. Yeah. Don't do that. If it comes between, like, a countdown of any sort, whether that is, like, oh, no, you've got passing time right now, or even just, like, oh, there's someone trying to access their locker and it's remotely close to mine and I am trying to figure out lefty-loosey, righty-tighty right now. It's awful. It's so stressful. Welcome to Into the Locker Combination, folks. Yes. Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing okay. All right. 
have gotten to the stage of quarantine, or the Newtons, I apologize. I've gotten to the stage of the Newtons, where I'm watching, like, a lot more reality television than Love I was that. previously. And you, if you know me, that threshold is already quite high. It is quite high. I do know that about you. Um, but there's a lot of new stuff coming into the fold, at least new to me. Um, like 90 Day Fiance, mm -hmm. that whole body of projects, the whole TLC universe is now part of the rotation. I love that for fun. you. Which is fun. And also a little bit of revisiting Flavor of Love. One could say the oh. best reality television show Oh, fuck made. yeah, dude. I loved, so loved Flavor of Love yeah, when it was listen. on. It's, it asks the most important question I think reality television has posed, which is what if The Bachelor was just Flava Flav? <laughs> that was it. That was the whole premise and you had a show. Right. It's perfect. And how far into the Newtons will you have to sink before you get into the, um, the poison guy one? <laughs> the poison guy one? Yeah. You know. Hey. You know. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, no. I hate... I've never been so scared to hear you typing in my life. <laughs> the Brett Michaels one. Oh, Rock of Love. Thank you. I will <laughs> say, out of all of them, Daisy of Love, I think, is the best. Hard agree. Yeah. We did her dirty, I think. I agree. I distinctly remember Flavor of Love. Um, yes. For so many different reasons. One, that's how... Tiffany yes. came to power. New York, yes. Yeah, she <laughs> seized her empire from that show, yes, um, I remember. And also just those fucking clocks, right? Like, just yeah. so much neck strain. Absolutely. There's, they must have been heavy, right? They had to have been. If, whether they were of any sort of real gem or not, that's just a lot of weight. Right. And, wow. A lot of strain, you know? For real. That's powerful. Yeah, um, so that's I'm glad that you are delving into that. Um, I'm also okay. Great. Um, I'm a year older, which is, you know, my bones are really feeling it. Boy, boy, boy. Late birthday appreciation. You don't have to say late birthday when you, like, celebrated on the I know, day. but, like, late to the podcast. Because it's, oh. like, we kind of, like, we talked about it a little bit, but, like... The, the, the stars aligned, you know? <laughs> the stars didn't did, align in the, the same way. The stars did align. Um, thank you. I... I'm okay, though. Um, I... I definitely feel... wiser. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean I just feel more tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that is what that means. I think my wisdom has made me sleepier. Yeah. Um... But I'm okay. I think I'm... We here in my household went through quite a few um, shows this weekend. One of them is my happy thing that I'm bringing to the space this week, which is Dave yeah. from FX. Mm -hmm. I had resisted that show for quite some time. Yeah, um, me too. Because the advertisements for it were not great. Right. And also and Lil Dicky is not good. He, I did not find him funny, um, and yet I saw so many people on Twitter saying that the show was, like, good. Right. And so I was like, all right, enough people whom I trust 
said so. So I'll give it a shot. And I was annoyed to say that I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like quite yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, and it was a very quick watch, which right. I appreciate in these times. I can I can appreciate a thirty minute something to just have on during other things. Yeah, for sure. One of my favorite episodes was when fucking Macklemore just appeared. Why not? Um, and I appreciate someone like Macklemore who is uh, aware of his, I don't know, like, aware of his current image yeah. to do a role as he did. His, his place in the culture. Yes. Know? It was definitely a, a high moment, I would say, yeah. for this this week. That's for sure. But for actual current events within this space that are um, relevant to Twilight and Twilight adjacent things, we have two major, two major points of news. Major, <laughs> major in all senses of that word. Hot goss, right? Hot goss. Um, the first is a little bit of a music corner. Billboard has presented us with. A piece about Twilight. Thank God. Finally. It's about time they got into the mix. <laughs> stepping up to the plate. Um, specifically about musicians who are major Twilight fans. We love to see it. And all of the, the things that they have done to support Twilight over the years. Ugh. And it is, a, it is a sight to see. That's yeah. for sure. Is there anything that surprised you in this list? There, there, there are a couple, <laughs> I would yeah. say. There's a few of these that I feel like we've already discussed, but some that I did not know. One of which was Kelly Clarkson's song, which I don't think that we've talked about before. No, I had no idea about this, I think, before this. I didn't either. <laughs> so, Kelly Clarkson... Adore her greatly. Yes. Makes great music and has... An ally. For forever. (laughs) Um, Apparently made a song for New Moon that did not make it on the official movie soundtrack. And, like, fuck goddamn if it had. Um, Yeah. Would have been ruined. Wow. Um, But one of the things that Billboard says is that she wrote a quote, sad yet sweet ballad titled Empty As I Am, and it was from the perspective of Bella during New Moon, um, and one of the things that Kelly Clarkson had said is that it was written before they were actually looking for songs for Twilight, um, and she says, we are nerds and love the book so much. It's a very sad book, the saddest one out of all four. I think she's talking about New Moon at this time. Um, It's this whole Romeo and Juliet tragic kind of thing. Oh, my God. (sighs) I do love that Kristen Stewart is credited as Kirsten Stewart in this as well. There's quite a few typos in this. (laughs) Like, earlier on, they say Stephanie Meyer as Stephanie Meyers. And so it felt like a very hasty version of this article. Sure. What surprised you about this? You know, I think Evanescence is a bit of a surprise, more in terms of, like, the passion, right? Tell me about it. 
because she's like, wow, I've been wanting to put to get a song on this shit forever. It's like a dream. Sure. And like talking about Team Edward. Oh, yes. And loving Jacob. Yeah, the Amy Lee, the front runner, has like, she knows. She knows the fandom. She knows the lore. It's Uh, haunting. We love to see it. Also, can we talk about Hillary Duff? Whoa, I just like, (laughs) hello? Just so shocked, you know? I just couldn't. Um, Hillary Duff's novel, just like really quick. I, I so did I did not, not know, know. I knew that she wrote this, and I remember it coming out quite vividly. I feel like because we were like Hillary Duff, what, writing a book, what, like in this year, what's going on? Little did we know, at least little I know, that this young adult novel in 2010, around this fucking time, was based on her love for the Twilight Saga. Yeah, I did not know that it was so heavily based on this. And looking at, so I'm looking at the cover right now. Yeah. And it, it tracks. Yeah, uh, yeah certainly. I, I get it. Um, but I did not know that, that, like, two, <sighs> there are so many different series that saw us. Yeah. Like they saw Stephanie Meyer and they were like, "Oh, I can, I can do that." Right. Yeah. I read hers. I've also I understand Romeo and Juliet. I can do this. Right. My God. Also, it's... she says Eclipse is her favorite. Which, Why? Like, Hillary. Why? Are I... you good? Do you? Is it because of Jasper? <laughs> is it because of it? Is it because you learn more about the side characters at this time? Why? Kind <laughs> of just loves exposition. That's one thing you know about Hillary. If you if it's because of Rosalie, you can just say that. You don't have to say like Eclipse is my favorite, right? Because Jesus Christ, come on. Anyways, uh, there's a lot of other musicians in there. Some of which we've already talked about, but it is just a, a good roundup of all yeah. of them. I would say. Um, if you just need another reminder, um, of how much Stevie Nicks, like, really (laughs) pushes this train. Ugh, a true stand. She's really, like, doing the work. Yeah. The next piece that we have, could you introduce (laughs) this for us, please? I don't know if I have the vocabulary to really do this justice. um, I I believe in you. Thank you. This is a piece from Jezebel, who apparently did a Twilight Week. Of content. And which didn't like, tell thank us. Thank you. Thank you, I guess, for the work and the effort. But also, what's good? Also, we're right here. What's up? You can talk to us anytime. What's going on? Um, but this piece from that series is called Was Edward Cullen a Draft Dodger? <laughs> <laughs> and it's got this beautiful but also busted Photoshop. Of Edward in Apocalypse Now <laughs> with the fucking army helmet. Yep. And everything, but it's not aligned through his head, even a little bit. Nope. 
And that, that makes it all the more beautiful to me. It's honestly quite beautiful. It's haunting. It, but it is mesmerizing. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of him being in his full, like, vampire glory, but still in, like, army greens is... Uh, it's so powerful to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is so... So important. So, uh, the reason why this all started is earlier in May, fantastic author, Kesey McQuiston, um, tweeted out, did Edward Cullen dodge the draft? And Great question. It's an important <laughs> question. That was it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, we're all talking about the Spanish flu. We're all talking about Edward just doing a lot of different things during that time, you know, trying to relate. Right. It's on the mind. It's on the dome, you know? And and it kind of set a lot of conversations unfoiling after this point. And so Jezebel, um, and the author specifically of this article, Ashley Reese, did some investigating to kind of figure out is did this happen according to the lore? What I love about this is that Ashley Reese reached out to two major, <laughs> two major sources within the Twilight space. One, Stephanie Meyer herself. Ugh. Second, a Twilight super fan. <laughs> Neither of which got a response, but Ashley Reese moved forward. And yet she persisted. <laughs> and yet, and yet <laughs> persistence. Some of the conclusions that. Ashley Reese came to is that we are aware um, Edward was 17 years old when he turned into a vampire, which means he would have not met the 18 year old age requirement when the draft occurred, at least like during when World War One happened. Right. Now, he, as we know throughout this whole book, has been at least said he's been multiple ages like yeah. he said he's been he, he's gotten away with saying he's been in college he's gotten away with saying he's also like a fucking high school freshman right. so <laughs> he can portray multiple ages and so <clears throat> quite a few of the questions that are posed here is like would he have consistently avoided the drafts that came and went throughout this time um or would he have had some sort of military service? Mm. Now, if he chose to dodge all the drafts, like, <laughs> personally, more power to him. Right. Because I, I think that's fine. Sure. Um, however, I, I don't, I feel like that's more so what Stephanie went with. But I don't know that she really thought that far, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think Stephanie Meyer really contemplated Edward participating in Stolen Valor, necessarily. Exactly. But I do like the idea of that. Now, do I think that Jasper went into war? Absolutely, because we know that yeah. he did it before. Did yeah. Emmett? Probably, because things go boom in the air. <laughs> yeah. He loves a good explosion. Can't get, a, can't get away from it. Carlisle, probably, as far as, like, serving with, in, like, the doctor role. 
Right. Probably. But Edward, I don't... I doubt it. I doubt it that you got him into, like, military action. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. And that's my truth, so... That's my story, and, um, <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Yeah, sorry about it. Um, and but I just don't... I don't know that he was, like, a conscious military opposer. Yeah. And I highly I doubt, doubt it. I highly doubt it. I think it more so if you would ask him, he'd have just been like, it's blood, and I just, like, can't. <laughs> we have three chapters of hidden bodies to get through. Hello? Speaking of bodies. Let <laughs> the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> What? I didn't even go to clubs, but honestly, <laughs> I miss the club. <laughs> I wouldn't risk anything to go no. to a club right now. But to let my body hit the floor? <laughs> honestly, I have low iron deficiency. If I get up <laughs> too fast, my body will hit the floor. <laughs> you can just recreate the sensation at home. <laughs> it's true. Just have a little sparkling water. Yeah. Have some, put some lime in it, charge Ooh. myself $16, <laughs> hit the floor. Love it. It'll be great. All right. So, previously on Hidden Bodies, Ooh. we were reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there were words on pages. There were. There were and words we on pages. told them to you. <laughs> there were... A lot of words on the pages. We were at the aisles, and after there was some sexy times happening with Love and Joe, um, uh-huh. they came inside, um, and everyone was gathering because Forty was in um, that evening's episode of True Detective. So everyone was gathering to watch it in the screening room. And Allie learned the meaning of HBO. Okay. No. I had a crisis about that afterwards. I, like, opened the door and slammed it against the wall and yelled at Christopher and was like, you have never told me that it, that it, that's what HBO means. And he looked at me like, I learned how to read for the first time. (laughs) Like, I was supposed to know what that meant. It was so fucked up. Ugh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, it has honestly freaked my bean this whole week. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Yeah. We continue on this, like, little beach interlude. This little, yes! like, resort island life interlude a little bit. Tell me about it. <sighs> Tell me how Pierce fucking Brosnan made you feel. <laughs> Again, we, like, every time we encounter a real-life celebrity in these books, it's always a shock, right? I just never understand. someone you expect. Why, why do celebrity cameos in books need to happen? They're always so jarring. I just, it confuses me because it, it feels like there's some sort of 
celebrity randomizer that Caroline right. is using sure. of like who's going to show up at the aisles today when they turn the corner who are they going to run into and it's like oh sure Pierce Brosnan works right like, Paul Simon why not it it just it throws me out of the moment yeah in a way that I was not expecting but sure <laughs> Um, but go off. But, yeah, great, sure. Um, they are, yeah, they're still at the aisles. They're still, like, living in this moment. Um, Forty and Joe are still, like, talking. Um, Forty's having this, like, really chill drink, um, and he hands one to Joe. It's this, like, um, Brazilian cocktail. <laughs> I don't I saw the name of it here, and I didn't know how to pronounce it, but it's, it sounds really good. <laughs> During this time, they're just, like, living their island life. Um, Joe's trying not to kill Milo. Um, right. At whoever, every conceivable moment. <laughs> yeah, because he's, like, talking to love, and apparently that's inappropriate. <laughs> I don't know about you, but... I don't know any other Milo's, and so every time that I saw this, I just pictured Milo Ventimiglia in my head. Oh. That's, you know, that's fair. And I know that that's not the way that he's described, but <laughs> I can't divorce Milo, the actor, from yeah. that name. Yeah, understandable. It, it's just impossible for me. So, Forty and Joe are, like, shooting the shit, and all of a sudden, Joe comes up with this, like, awful idea for <laughs> this sketch. Right. Sketch in heavy quotation marks, yeah. by the way. I don't think this technically counts as a sketch. It just sounds like an awful idea. Really. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Forty leaves, and he's like, hmm. Uh, and just comes back with his iPad in his hand, and it's, like, made. Somehow. <laughs> Which is, like, further proof that this is not a good... It's an idea that requires skill and and should be praised for it. You know what I mean? It's like, what if I cut up this scene from Love Actually? And this scene uh, from Re Revolutionary Road... Yes. And it's, like, cool, I guess. That's... I mean, it's a little stupid... But it's fine. And then the fact that 40 can produce it in milliseconds, especially the little title card that says written and directed by Joe Goldberg. <laughs> and he just it's, slaps a funnier Dai logo on it and he thinks that it's going to go viral. Yeah, he's like, and that's a uh, million dollars, baby. That's a hot milli. Yep. That's, that's going to produce everything that we need. Welcome to Hollywood. You stick logos that you don't own on videos that yeah. you made of content you also don't own, and you make it big, baby. That's it. Yep, and that's what that's what 40 thinks fair use is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and thus defined copyright law. Yep. Easily for everyone. But apparently this, like, really fucks Joe up because he's like, I am a genius. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be discovered like Mark Wahlberg and Boogie Nights. <laughs> but apparently like Barry Stein sees this video and he calls it cute and Joe was like this how <laughs> dare you? In New York, I was different. I was hot yeah. and now you're going to call me cute and I you won't offer me a cigar? 
<laughs> yeah, come on, Perry. I wasn't one of these LA fucking troglodytes that were just gasping for any chance of success and fame. But also, the second somebody put my name on a thing, I flipped the fuck out. Right. Interesting. I hate both of them so I much. I hate it here. <laughs> During all of this, for Forty and Joe were like, all right, we're going to start over. <laughs> yeah. We're going to work on your idea, Forty. Where he then discuss, like describes his quote, genius idea called the third twin. <sighs> and it's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's so bad. And this whole time he's like, don't get it twisted. It's not because I'm a twin. It has nothing to do with my twin. Nope. It's just twins are interesting thematically. And no, I can't call it the third triplet because if I do that, it'll ruin the symbolism and it'll spoil the ending. So I have to call it the third twin. No fucking spoilers, dude. Come on. And throughout this whole thing, they're trying to like workshop it. And again, like Milo and Love are still out there, like apparently flirting and drinking out of each other's water bottle (laughs) and doing like innocuous things, but it's just driving Joe up a wall. Right, sending him into a rage. (laughs) And so during all of this, apparently Dottie comes out and is like, all right, folks. She like also rings a cowbell. (laughs) Um, and it's like, all right, so dinner's ready. We're going to go and watch this True Detective episode. And so everyone starts heading in, but Forty stops Joe and is like, just wait for a second. And Joe's like, but dude, we're going to miss the beginning of your episode. It's True Detective. Detective. (laughs) (laughs) We can't. your moment, dude. We can't miss the intro music. You know, HBO goes so hard on the, their intro music. I'm not gonna miss a single second of this, bro. And Forty finally says, dude, I got cut. And, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, Forty decides, in all of his sadness, that they are not gonna stay and watch an episode of True Detective that he is not in, (laughs) and watch everyone around him get disappointed, but him and Joseph are going to, quote, go get a prescription, a.k.a. what he tells Joe is, go to Mexico. Hmm. And Joe's like, um, but the girl I like to fuck is here, and you want me to go (laughs) somewhere she's not. Yeah, she's not in Mexico. Did you know that? <laughs> she's here with all the pretty drinks and True Detective. And you know, dude, I love True Detective. <laughs> and I don't have show, HBO. Dude. It's the only time I get to watch it. <laughs> so chapter five or chapter twenty-five starts, and we realize that they're not going to Mexico. Tricked, yeah. They're going. They're going somewhere better. And this is when I like to tell you all that this chapter is sponsored from Carolyn by Taco Bell. Welcome to the Taco Bell Corner. Welcome to the Taco Bell chapter. We're going to have a Baja Blast, everyone. Get ready. What the actual fuck? (laughs) Was she... (laughs) The name drops to Taco Bell is 
incalculable. I mean, it, it actually is quite calculable, but I'm not going to do it. I refuse. But <laughs> did, did Taco Bell pay her to include this chapter? And if so, do I need to become an author again? Is that the move? <laughs> did she just get paid in a lot of Crunchwrap Supremes? Because if so, that is sustainable payment. That's valid. That's food. It is. It's not nothing. That's not nothing. <laughs> I save that thought, for the winter. Hibernate on that shit. Come on, you can make that last. You can save those pintos and cheese. Will save. <laughs> yeah, they're like Twinkies. They like just never go bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought in the TV show it was a joke that like. Forty is going downhill when he gets Taco Bell, but apparently it's from the book. Yeah, it turns out it's actually a very real, very scary, sad thing. <laughs> yes, I love this a lot. That he that Forty apparently goes to Taco Bell a lot, but specifically he goes to this Taco Bell a lot. <laughs> this is my uh, uh, fun little mentally ill Taco Bell. <laughs> My fun mania Taco Bell, you know? Yeah, I can exactly. check in. They know everything I need. Yeah. yeah. I if, if this is the one that he goes to a lot, which it sounds like he does, um, <laughs> right. because he, like, knows the people there by name. They know yeah. him by name. Um, he, like, tips them, which you can't do at Taco Bell. <laughs> they won't uh, let you. Uh it seems like he goes to this one specifically a lot. Um, yeah. Which I can I can respect. I understand that. So there's a lot of talk on the way there about his script. Um, there's some discussion, too, about making, like, a super script between um, 40's script and then Joe's quote-unquote script that he's referring to as fakers. Why don't we put... We have two bad scripts here. What yep. if, <laughs> if we smash them together? Sure. And that'll be a good script. That's... I... Honest to God, I think that conversation has happened between a lot of different writers before. Listen, I took a screenwriting class. Yeah. That seems to be the way to go. I... I wouldn't put it past a lot of people. I'm sure it has happened. Yep. So, this is a conversation that's happening as they go into this Taco Bell. Yes. This is so important that it is... Caroline thought it, this was so important that it is a whole-ass chapter. <laughs> so, we will spend time on it. Um, there is... There's a lot of Taco Bell-specific language here. But we know that when Forty is going through it, he gets... Doritos Locos Tacos. He gets gorditas. He gets a case. He gets quesaritos, which apparently Joseph did not know existed, but he knows that Doritos Locos Tacos exist. Interesting. Uh, so sure. Um, he gets chalupas as well, um, and then they go back into the kitchen. <sighs> Could you imagine? I. On honest, a full bender, just, like, fully losing Honest it. to God, Cody, Chris and I have talked about this before <laughs> as, like, a dream. <laughs> that it is, like, a dream of ours that, like, the day before one of a talk, like, like, a Taco Bell closes, we would 
love to be able to just like see yeah. just like make our make our lunch at a Taco Bell. Let me in there, you know? I just want to be able to see it. Yeah. So, 40, while in a bender, gets some other stuff, gets enough food for him and Joe, spends a a good $40 there, which, you know, is not nothing, given that Taco Bell isn't expensive. And he asks how to tip there, which, again, you can't. Um, I remember, like, when I was super young, Taco Bell used to have those things where you could, like, put your change in, and it was like a, it was like a fish tank almost, but they haven't had those in forever. Damn. Um, but he gives, he gives 40, or 40 gives Eduardo a hundred dollar bill and, like, throws it over the counter in, like, a super not subtle way. Um, and it's, like, rip. Um, and there's a part where Joe is, like, says something of, like, this might be one of the only friends that... 40 has, which is like, ah, damn. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's really rough. So, that's not good. And they eat their food um, over the, or face in the Pacific Ocean, like dudes do. Like dudes. Yeah. You know? Like guys do, you know? Just bros, you know? Just, just guys. <laughs> As, as two dudes, you know? <laughs> Just chilling. We know how dudes be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just chill. Um, still talking about their scripts. Just Very bad scripts. They're just rough. Um, and not at any way good. Um, and by the time that they get back... Um, when Joe goes back to Love's bungalow, um, she is like, 40 got cut from True Detective, and she's like, uh, and Joe's like, yeah, I know, that's why we left. Um, but my favorite part is the fact that she breathes Joe in and says, you smell like a taco. (laughs) Which I can only imagine she said either in complete disgust or in, like, a very sultry way. Like a little horny, like, ew. You smell like Taco like Bell. Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Did you give me some? <laughs> Did you give me some lukewarm, kind what? of sweaty Taco Bell? Do you want to fuck in the, in the Taco Bell <laughs> parking lot right now? <laughs> we can go back. Anyways. And so the chapter ends with Joe being kind of fine. With just staying in Malibu and living his island life. That's just his new life now. This is the rest of the book. (laughs) Yep. It's just him forgetting that Amy exists and him being on island time. Yeah. Um, So, chapter 26. It's a two-week flash forward. um, And Joe is super happy that he is now in the... What he says is the summer of love, which is super (laughs) gross. Yeah, I hate hate that. Um, and the only downside into all of this is that every day at four o'clock, he has to play tennis. Oh. And he sucks at tennis. Yeah. 
And so... Couldn't think of a less qualified or, uh, like, coordinated man in my life. No. No. Not at all. And so he just waits for rain every day, but this is Malibu and not Florida, and so it doesn't (laughs) rain every day. No. Um, Nice try, though. Yeah, it's a really, it's a great, great idea. Um, One of the things that he mentions in this chapter, which seems kind of contradictory, is that He's like, yes, these past two weeks have been great. My skin is glowing because I'm using Henderson skincare products and I'm having sex every day. My screenplays are coming together. My but life rules, dude. My life is fantastic. But 49 meet at Taco Bell every couple of days oh. to talk about our work, which I can only assume, like, how do you just meet at Taco Bell, but you don't eat Taco Bell? We just, how about we have a business meeting at Taco Bell? Like, you don't just meet at McDonald's and just not eat their fries. Like, could you imagine, like, working at a Taco Bell like you would a coffee shop or something? No. Pull your laptop out of the can (laughs) of Taco Bell? What the fuck? Like, no. Get some work done, send some emails at a Taco Bell. Like, I know they have free Wi-Fi, but, like, at what cost? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I would never. Come on. Oh, my God. Just Who do get, you think like, their, I am? Show up at 10 a.m. when their, like, dining room opens and get their fucking Taco Bell breakfast? What the <laughs> fuck? It's just, like, one of their regulars, like, hey, Jerry, here to work on your screenplay again? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> no. What a cruel, twisted world that would be if that was oh the norm. Oh, my God. That would be haunting. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but it seems like Joe's perf like he seems like he's living. Like aside from the tennis, he's like going horseback riding and yeah. like working on screenplays and shit. Like life is great for it's him. Really island life. Honestly, he's living on island time. Um for love, however, not great. Um she was supposed to get an award for something. Sure. It, it doesn't say for what, but she was supposed to get some sort of award. And she wasn't able to go to the ceremony for it um, because fucking Milo calls. Ugh. And he's like, hey, so sorry to bother you, um, but your fucking brother is in a casino, and they're holding him because he trashed a room. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) And so they have to miss Love's ceremony for whatever award it is that she's supposed to get. Yes, some mysterious award. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's because she applies, like, white nail polish really good or something. Um, And Her French manicures? You can't beat them. You can't beat them. Yeah. Um, And... So they have to go and take care of Forty all night because he's trashed. <laughs> and that really sucks. And she love us to lie and be like, oh, I definitely was not getting that award tonight. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. It's fine. Um, it's totally okay. And there's the end of this chapter I found a little bit confusing personally. Mm. Um, so it seemed, from what I understood, it was, Joe was like, hey, so, 
you're I want you to go to this like charity the thing for your charity. Right. Um, I'll go ahead and take care of Forty. And so Love does that. And so Joe was on babysitting duty. Right. And but they don't go to or they don't go back to the aisles. They go to a hotel. Is that what I I think that's right. Yes. Because there's like there's a bartender in the situation and then there's also like a lifeguard person or something. Um, and so one of them, anyways, they start to like get, they start to like mess with each, like they start to like fuck is what I understand. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so like one starts to, um, get with 40 from what I understood about this. Yeah. And then... Barely conscious, by the way. Ba- yeah. Like, he is not doing well. Um, and then by the end of this chapter, um, the other woman is the one that caught Joe's attention. Ooh. And that's where the chapter ends. Scandalous. How many women are gonna get involved in this fucking... Apparently a lot. Ugh. Apparently too many is the answer to that. Um, But next week, we have chapters 27 to 29. So we're getting there. We're checking along, y'all. We are getting there, yeah. Um, We have some amazing patrons to thank. Oh, boy, do we. And to thank them, we have... Some of the things about the Twilight Vampires that make no sense <laughs> from our wonderful Screen Rant folks. Ugh, our beloved Screen Rant. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, would you like to start us off? Yeah. Shout out Maggie Quinn. Woohoo! It's gonna be, obviously, number 10. For some reason, they love playing baseball. Listen, it's the American pastime. I don't know yeah, what to tell you. <laughs> All right. Um, shout out to Katie Weber. Boing, boing, boing. Who's going to be number nine. Their skin is as hard as stone. Nice. Shout out Zoe Steele. Wow, wow, wow. Who's going to be number seven. Edward can jump really high. <laughs> like, really high. Like, oh. All right, shout out to Rebecca Cullen. Boing, boing. Who's going to be number eight. Edward is super fast. Nice. Shout out Elizabeth Swan. Pew, pew, pew. Who's going to be number two. They still go to high school. Honestly, really weird. Yeah, why did they pick that? Why did they pick that? Could have been anything forever. So fucked up. Alright, shout out to Amy Taylor. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be their skin or no, it's <laughs> skin does not sparkle naturally. Whoa. 
I don't know if you knew that, but, like, (laughs) it's not supposed to do that. Well, that makes no sense. Mulch gray is gonna be number six. The Cullens are extremely good looking. They're... Listen. Hotties. (laughs) Specifically... Okay, this is this is a typo that they have in here, but I love this where it says this definitely applies to the Cullen family. Not one of Edward's siblings, nor do his parents, Carlisle and Esma, have any flaws whatsoever. Esma Esma Esma, I hardly know. Esma. I haven't heard from her in fifty years. Yeah, it's true. All right. Um, shout out to Kelly Beck. Boy, boy. Who's gonna be? Have I, have you read number four yet? Uh. Have I no, read I number have, four yet? No, we haven't. All right. Their biggest enemies are a pack of werewolves. Ooh. Oh. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lawyer. Damn. Who's gonna be... Fuck, we are running out quick. Uh, who's gonna be number three? Jasper can manipulate people's emotions. Oh, damn. Alright, shout out to Aaron Salinger. Who's gonna be... And I don't think they have this one on here, but (laughs) that should be is that Alice can read people's... Like, can predict the future. Yeah. And that's... That makes no sense. None of the, like, magical lore has, like, it's, like, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. It's, like, some people can do some random things, and that's it. That's magic, baby. That's magic. That's, it'd be like that sometimes. That's straight magic. Right. Shout out Sophia Salinger. Wow, 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 wow. Who's gonna be number one? The Cullens are wildly wealthy. Wildly wealthy. Listen. Fat stacks, baby. Don't question it, baby. It just be like that. They're playing the stonks, okay? <laughs> That's stock market. <laughs> they got turnips. That's right. <laughs> Listen, they got a lot of turnips. Yeah. All right. So we have a fan fiction this week. Thank you so much to Taylor Browntown Lautner who keeps sending all these amazing ones to us. Braver than the Marines. Truly. Um, the note this week that was sent with it is, this story is one of, I believe, four stories that my friend and I co-wrote over the years. We created original character self-inserts and put them into wacky situations with the Cullens. These silly stories still bring me a lot of joy. So this one um, that was sent over was titled Colon Prank Wars. Mm. Um, it was published on January 29th of 2009. Sure. Um, and the summary of this one is what happens when the Cullens wage war with one another? A lot of random pranks, that's what. A prank war has broken out in the Cullen household, and not only the Cullens, and not only are the Cullens victims, but some of, but some unsuspecting humans are too including Tally and Sophie, who I think are the the OCs that they have. All right, so I was suggested to read from uh, chapter four, so I will be reading from there. All right. 
Sophie sat up and watched as I slipped on one of the ping pong balls and grabbed a random piece of string that was above my head. The pink mystery goo and rubber snakes on her. Sophie started screaming and got up out of her bed. She slipped on some of the pink mystery goo and then landed on the ground, snapping another string. The string somehow made whipped cream shoot out of a cannon and both Sophie and I covered in white stuff. Sophie looked at me and started laughing to the point where she fell over in the pink goo. What's so funny, I asked. You, makeup, hilarious, she sputtered out between laughs. I ran over to the mirror and saw that whoever had pulled this prank on us decided to shave one of my eyebrows off and put so much makeup on my face, I looked like I was a reject from clown college. <laughs> Sophie rolled over and broke yet another string. Just then, a bunch of balloons plummeted to the ground around us. They weren't water balloons. The balloons were full of honey. One exploded right on my head so that my hair was covered with whipped cream and honey. My hands went to my head and instantly noticed that something was missing. I looked over at my pillow and saw that whoever pulled this prank on us chopped off some of my hair while I was sleeping. Ha! Joke's on you. I needed a haircut anyways, I shouted. I walked over to Sophie to pull her off, up off the ground and accidentally stepped on another string that both made the curtains that Jasper put over the window wall for us to open up and made cannons shoot pies at Sophie and I. I glanced over at the window and saw Emmett, Jasper, Carlisle, and Edward all on one of those things that the window washer guys use to get to higher windows. <laughs> I, <laughs> I glared at Emmett and was about to go to the window to yell at them through the window, but I slipped on some honey, whipped cream, pink goo, and pie that was on the floor and landed on top of Sophie. End scene. Aw, gee. I love a good parent trap riff. I love it. I love, I love to it. get just, like, lost in the goo, you know? Lost in the goo? <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I am lost in the goo. That's what I'm saying. It's a, yeah, it's a mental state. And also a very physical one, I guess. Honestly, I, I feel it, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that, Taylor. And uh, as we say here in... All of the West Coast cities. <laughs> <laughs> get bit. Get whipped and uh, don't get lost in the goo. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Call for help. <laughs> Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Into the Twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.